This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Welcome this evening to Dystopical Folks. <laughs> um, so, Kat and I are in the Sorry. studio. What was that noise? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but Kat and I are in the studio this evening, and we are um, welcoming, welcoming you. Sorry, I just lost my English there for it's a second. It's been a long week, and, and it's I, only Tuesday. I know. I think it's actually the weather. Uh, no, I think it's the fact that it's um, the end of semester for me. <laughs> well, I <laughs> My have brain a, is mashed. I have a um, home with a tin roof, and so you can hear absolutely everything coming down. Um, you know, when it's raining hard, and when it was raining hard, and the wind was blowing like yesterday, like last night it was. I kept waking up every you know um, few minutes, going, "Oh my god." You know, something's happened. Really? The roof's caving in. Yeah. Oh, well, was, I didn't hear anything. It was genuinely a scary experience because um, I, I'm also on a, um, like a bunk bed, so I'm closer to the roof even than, you know, most people Okay, this are. is just self-torture. I'm on, I'm on the ground floor of a two-story house and I didn't hear a thing. I know. So sometimes it can be quite romantic with, you know, with the, the wind and the, the rain, but last night it wasn't. And, uh, you know, apparently there was, you know, a few calls for... Um, support from the state emergency services and stuff. So, anyway, <laughs> fascinating. If you're listening to us this evening, then yeah, we are not the weather show. <laughs> then hopefully you are home, you're safe and sound, and you're snuggled up listening to Dystopical. <laughs> and not in a bunk bed with a tin roof. Correct. Apparently, that's really bad. Um, on this particular occasion. Um, so this evening, Kat and I are talking about. Um, our reflections on, you know, getting older in the scene and, you know, getting older in the community and age differences and, you know, in an era where it can be pretty youth focused, what that means to us, I guess. Yeah. And, and kind of both ways, you know, um, ageism works both Two ways. ways. It yeah. does. Yeah. Yep. So we're talking about the, you know how it works both ways hopefully in a sec and um, if you want to weigh in and tell us um, how you feel about age differences on the scene whether you've ever felt um, you know discriminated against in any way or whether you feel really comfortable about you know the age differences that are out there um, and celebrating the diversity of that then um, you can text us at 0427JOY949 you can Facebook us at Dystopical become our friend Um, it's D-Y-T-D-Y-S-T-O-P-I-C-A-L or email us at dear.dystopical at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be playing you a couple of tracks and getting right back into the discussion. <laughs> All right, good evening. So we were just <laughs> listening to The Sea is Rising. That's Bliss and Esso. I quite like them, actually. They've got a bit of a um, political slant, which, you know, I'm a fan of. And then um, Flawless, a classic, George Michael. Is it a classic? Is that like an old song? Yeah, yep. It is. George huh. Michael. George Michael is like, he's not in... Well, he's a classic. Yeah, he is. I love George Michael, but... Okay. Moving right along. He's so, not in the top 40 anymore, and he hasn't been for a while, I would imagine. I love him. Okay. 
So this evening, um, Kat and I are talking about um, age differences in our community and um, how, you know, it, it is quite a unique place where people that are quite young um, start to, you know, go out and mix with people that are significantly older and, you know, the interesting dynamics that, that can come out of that and the benefits for, you know, older people and younger people. Yeah, and I guess we're going to talk about the benefits and also what we think um, is hard about that. Um, <clears throat> it's always really interesting when you have a group of people that are thrown together by, um, you know, a, like particular criteria, or in this case, maybe criterion, which is sexual orientation, mm. um, is that it tends to be a much more diverse group um, than in various other social scenes. Right. Because I, you know, I've got different social groups that, you know, and I've started to cultivate them differently. And by far, this is, you know, when I go out in the gay scene, by far, um, I see people of, you know, different ages, of different stripes, of different colors, not colors as much, but different stripes, definitely, um, you know, different sort of economic status, educational status. Um, mm -hmm. So it is, it's quite an interesting mix of people that you get together, um, as opposed to, you know, your usual Friday night drinks, which is, like you know, work drinks, which is with know. colleagues. And which people. obviously has age differences, but, you know, you've all, you're all, you know, of a sim similar, you know, educational standard or... Um, you know, experience. Right, and you have similar sort of interests when it comes to, let's say, you know, politics or the environment or, you know, um, these things are definite commonalities that you know that you have with people that you work with, similar values, I guess. Yeah, well. and I guess what you're doing is you, you're interacting, um, you're socialising with, you're having relationships with um, people that um, <clears throat> uh, are in different places, in the various different spheres of their lives when it comes to, like, you know, work or their social life or, or relationships and family and health and, and and things that they want to achieve. And I think that's, you know, I think that's quite an interesting um, aspect of any um, gay scene, whether it's the male gay scene or the female gay scene or... Um, and I, I find it really interesting to both look at and see how we manage to make it work mm. and also the things that don't work about it. And I guess we're going to talk about both of those t things tonight. Yeah, and, and I guess while we're typically talking about, you know, um, you know, the going out scene, which is, you know, the bars and all that kind of stuff, there's also lots of other things that um, connect members of the community across the generations. And, the, and I really love to, you know, see who's out there in the audience when it comes to events like, you know, the Melbourne Queer Film Festival or, you know, even Pride or, you know, people that, that listen to Joy because they're obviously, you know, much wider spectrum and they connect over um, over being queer, I guess. Yeah. Ab over and above the other things that people do connect over or become friends over. Yeah, we're not just all hanging out together because, you know, we've all got the same job yeah. or all the same skin colour. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're connecting over something that's got very little to do with how old you are or where you come from. And I, I yeah, I, I do think that's something that makes um, um, the queer community quite interesting. Hmm. So, um, I think maybe, should we, should we start off positively or negatively? What do you think? I think let's start out with the things that are difficult and then we'll move on to the things that are great. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. You go first. All right. So, uh, I guess one of the, the, the motivating factors one of them and there's many of them um, you know for trying to connect with other queer people um, is the whole thing about 
going out to find, you know, a significant other. Mm. And um, I do feel like it, when you go out into the queer scene, it's a lot harder to, you know, assess according to age, you know, what 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 you're looking for because it's all sort of out there for you when you go to a bar in the city you know that there's going to be people that you know um are nine to fivers that knock off that you know are suits or whatever it is um that you're going to be coming in and expecting a certain kind of demographic to be there but when you go out in the scene you really it's a real mix it's a bit of a a lottery sometimes it's a bit of a surprise pick of you know what's there and what's not absolutely and and in terms of just age, um, if you happen to be one of those people like me, I'm pretty bad at being able to tell what age someone is anywhere between about 22 and 45. <laughs> so, you know, you don't necessarily know what you're getting. And I'm, not, I'm you actually... Could, you could just ask. <laughs> uh, of course you can ask. But then I'm, I'm always surprised. And, um, and I'm not trying to sound ageist, um, and I'm sure that there are people that will take it that way but but I really do think that at different stages in your life you you have different needs and wants and desires and um and foci Mm. (laughs) and so yeah yeah and so um it it can be difficult I think to make things work across a a a big age gap Um, sometimes it works as well but you know my my parents are 15 years apart but then they got together in the 60s so um and things were different back then yeah or something um but yeah I look I, I do find it really interesting that um be, also because you when you meet people it can also be you know through friends and so I have friends that are much younger because I I am part of this community. Which I think is really refreshing. We'll talk about that when it comes to... Um, oh, the positives. The, the positives. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but also, so if I meet their friends, mm. then they all can seem really young mm. to me. Or, you know, I've got friends that are much older as well, and then all their friends seem really old. So, And I think it's really good when, you know, all you're out for is a bit of a party. And, you know, you want to go, you want to have fun, you want to dance, um, you want to meet a few people. But I think for more sort of, you know, significant things, like if you're really genuinely in search of a relationship or you want to find friends that um, you could possibly do other things with, like, I don't know, go to political rallies or whatever it is that, you know, friends of a certain um, shared interest do together, then it can be a bit a bit more daunting because I, I found that a lot of the, you know, friends that I have made um, initially on on the gay scene um, were friends that I made that were around um, socializing and going to queer events together um, that was around, you know, dancing and partying and stuff. And once that initial buzz of doing those things um, is over, it's kind of harder to find what those shared interests are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I would like to go into more depth about things that I personally find difficult. Yeah. Um, But I think uh, first we might... um play some more music for sure all right welcome back so we've just been listening to um that was mia i hope i'm saying it right paper planes <laughs> um she's an interesting character uh an artist i think and um a musician um and sri lankan i think of really? origin. yeah 
And I think she's cool. British um, of Sri Lankan origin. Anyway, um, that's her. And then that was a bit of a mix between Beyonce and the Black Eyed Peas. And there's two songs that we know really, really well. So I'm not sure if they work together. I liked it. As a mix. But yeah, I thought it was worth a go. Anyway. Yeah. All right, so um, back to the matter at hand. Tonight we're talking about age differences in um, the queer women's community. Uh, first of all, we're going to talk about things that we think um, that are difficult, yeah. I guess, about it. You want to start? Yeah, sure. So I think that one of the things that is probably quite difficult is um, getting starting to get a really sort of diverse group of friends together so um you're looking at people that um start to hang out together based on the fact that they're they're queer or they're part of a queer scene Mm. um but that means that they can be anywhere from you know 18 and you know just having finished high school to being in their you know late 40s early 50s um having come through several relationships um and you know looking to meet new people and I think that can be an interesting can make an interesting dynamic not necessarily a bad one just an interesting one and there I know that you said that you've got a few you know fears about or some of the tendencies that that can emerge from this um you know one of the things that you were saying was possible cynicism on the part of you know older women oh I do feel like sometimes I feel really concerned because you know and and I'm saying this as um you know someone who's probably towards the older end of the spectrum um when I go out um these days yeah not that I'm that old but you know comparatively speaking when if we're talking about like you know um bars and stuff Mm. um I guess that you know this, and uh, it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but but you know you do have that kind of world weary cynicism, and I kind of worry about you know older women um, rubbing off their rubbing cynicism. off their cynicism <laughs> onto you know younger enthusiastic girls, and um, yeah, I don't know what the benefits of that particularly are, especially when it comes to uh, look. I, I, you know, I, I made a pact with Farine tonight that I wasn't <laughs> going to say um, anything really negative on the show, um, but but sometimes I just really do want to say negative things about um, well, okay, about the you say team. something negative and I'll counter it with okay, something. Okay, great. I'll try That'd and turn it great. around. How about that? Look, and I'm not at all saying that this is universal because it certainly isn't, but one of the problems that I find, given all the other issues within the lesbian community uh, when it comes to mental health issues, when it comes to substance abuse, etc, etc, is um, when I see older women with younger women and especially knowing some of the stories that I know um, that were quite formative for people um, with older women when they were, you know, young Mm-hmm. Lesbians, mm-hmm. Um, I, I worry about um, the impacts that um, that old women can have on younger women <clears throat> when it comes to I don't know. Um, what what am I trying to say? Oh well, I don't know. I've had, <laughs> I've had some different experiences from you, and I remember when I was first starting um, uni, wondering, you know, what to do, where to go, um, who to see, how to get out there. This was, you know, about oh, ten years ago now, I think. Um, uh, and I remember meeting some older women 
on campus or, you know, that were part of this sort of rape crisis and violence support center that I was also, you know, working at. And they were queer. And they actually really took me under their wing and showed me the scene. And even though I might have been, you know, the slightly unpopular, weirdly dressed girl from Africa, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a cool New Yorker, um, which they were. Um, I think that they, in a really non-predatory way, in a really non, you know, cynical way, sort of showed me what was what and took me around and made me feel like that scene belonged to me too. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a really great way of, you know, sharing their knowledge and their experience um, without being condescending. So for right. me, that was a really positive, formative experience. Okay, well, thank being you. Being the younger person, you know, that was mm-hmm. around the older people. Yeah, I mean, look, there are lots of positives as well, but this is the, the this is the not dwelling on the positives section. That's right. I was, trying, come back I was to trying to turn that around. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try, I'm gonna bring up another negative. Um, uh, <laughs> Okay, this might sound a little shallow, but there's there's financial differences. You know, when you're talking about, let's, let's just call it a 20-year spread mm-hmm. in a demographic, okay? You know, at a certain age, you tend to be a little more settled in your career and you're making money and et cetera, et cetera. And younger people aren't necessarily like that and so in terms of dating across like wide age ranges I think that can become a little awkward no, I don't think that's necessarily true because I do think that we go through phases with our um, economic sort of liquidity. And speaking from um, the recent experience of someone myself who, you know, is not going through an immense amount of financial liquidity <laughs> at this particular point in time, um, I think that you have um, people of all sort of economic statuses and, you know, age doesn't really have that much to do with um, how much money you have to spend. And I, and I actually think that when you're younger, you probably have a little bit more money, um, you know, to spend on, you know, socializing and dating and all that kind of stuff. Because okay, you don't have a mortgage. Serious about it, yeah, yep. you don't okay. have a mortgage. You don't have possibly kids. You don't have all of that sort of stuff. Save for your retirement, you know, whatever it is. Uh, okay, Little Miss Happiness. Um, what about... Um uh, okay, what about ageism then? Okay. What about what about the culture of youth? Okay. Now, the the gay community has often been accused of um of ageism and of, you know, this sort of obsession with youth. And granted, if you look at magazines and if you look at sort of I think yeah, I think society in general has society a, a in general, youth cult, yeah. I think this might just be a reflection of of what we see in society and because there's less rules and less rigidity perhaps in our community we see it more i don't know what do you think about that um i actually i, I that's that's something that i disagree with actually <laughs> i i feel that um the lesbian community accommodates age difference really well mm. um and i feel like it's actually quite inclusive um i mean i think the difficulties with that lie i mean i i I actually, well, my personal experience is that um, people do really make friends um, across very wide age gaps. Um, however, um, I think the difficulty can come in when it comes to like hanging out and doing stuff, <laughs> like accommodating the interests of like younger friends and older friends. And that can be interesting, I think, which is why um, you sort of 
you you have things like film festivals and you know movies and stuff that you can you can go together but at a certain point i um can't recover as fast from a weekend of you know benders no i can't i actually I, just I can't, can't do even it do it <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean i can't go okay i just but- can't you know, do all the things that I used to do. All right. Now, with the ageism thing, I I know you're saying it's better and it's more integrated, but we still do have stereotypes in our community. We have, you know, the terms that we use in jest, but, you know, sometimes we can use it in a derogatory fashion, baby dykes or, you know, cougars. Now, this isn't necessarily... I find both of those terms actually offensive. Why? Um, well, because they're, they're both meant to be derogatory. Like, calling someone a baby dyke is like saying that, you know, that they're too little to, like, really count as a normal person. Um, and calling someone <clears throat> a cougar um, tends to imply a, a predatoriness. Yeah. Um, because of the fact that... I mean, I know it's generally used in a heterosexual sense, and in, in, in that sense I actually find it more offensive mm. uh, because of the whole, you know, patriarchal um, notion that um, older men with younger women is fine, but older women with younger men is really revolting and predatory. Mm. Um, however, Which then starts to get very confusing when you have uh, two women together who are of significantly different ages. Well, and I do think that those values carry over mm. as well because... You know, there's a lot of research that has gone into um, this this kind of evaluation that um, we don't really have any other role models because, you know, funding has never really gone into looking a lot at the queer community. Um, so, therefore, <clears throat> whatever happens in the... Um, uh, the heterosexual community is what we tend to be socialised with, obviously, and we don't have a lot of um, information to the contrary. So I feel that, um, yeah, th- those kind of stereotypes um, get carried over. And that can get really confusing because, you know, like, like is an older woman with a younger woman, like, is that bad? I, I, I don't know. Like, um, And also with the... With the- the baby dyke thing, I, I can understand how people get quite offended with that but just because, and that's because if you're a younger woman on um, the gay scene, um, and if you're a younger woman that's whole, that's known their whole life, you know, what they are and who they are, um, you have amassed, you know, probably as much experience as an older woman who's just recently come out or just recently realized um, her sexuality. Well, in terms of your sexuality, yes, yeah. but in terms of your life experience, no. Probably not. Um, all right, so we're going to play a couple of tracks, and when we come back, we'll talk about the good things, okay. which there are. And welcome back. So Kat and I um, have just been talking about um, age differences in our community and things that we um, think have been sort of bad about that. And now we're moving on to things that um, things that are potentially good about that. So and just before we do that, Kat, um, we were just listening to White Lines with Bonja. They're a local band. Um, oh, are and, they? Yes, they are. And got to get through this, David Beddingfield. All right, so things that are good. Um, now, I was talking earlier about a positive experience I had about, you know, friendships and relationships um, that sort of are about people that are different ages and how those different experiences actually enrich your life. Um, I don't know. Do you have a different take on this? Oh, look, I don't have a problem with age differences, actually, and I think that there are um, lots of uh, there can be lots of benefits 
both ways, especially when it comes to relationships. I mean, there's always the benefit when it comes to sex, <laughs> having sex with someone who's older than you, because um, you can learn lots of really great things and generally, you know, they've had more practice. And, um, that's <laughs> Look, I'm, an, awesome. I'm an actually in a relationship with someone that's, you know, older and I feel like the age dynamics are working really well where I can be quite, you know, flighty and, you know, quite um, all over the place. There's someone who's, you know, more solid and who has the wisdom of, having seen this sort of stuff. I know, but what if you happen to be like, have a flighty personality and you're dating someone younger? Well, then that's, you know, hopefully you balance each other out that (laughs) way too. Um, Look, there are other really um, good things about it. Like we were talking before when I was talking about the negatives, you know, being, you know, getting more cynical and jaded as you get older. And I was thinking about this the other night. I was, um, I was sitting on the door um, at the glass house for the lick fundraiser mm-hmm. um, because your sister was, you know, organising as well and so and I'm a sucker and I, she needed help. So, you know, there I was marking my essays, which I had to do. Um, and I remembered um, how nice it is sometimes to be around people that are a lot younger than you because, um, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of really bubbly, really enthusiastic, really sweet people there that, um, you know, I got to hang out with and chat to and... Um, um, and sometimes I think it's, it can be really invigorating, you know, to be around people that don't have, um, you know, we're talking about people, I'm talking about people anyway, that are like 15 or more years younger than me, and they don't have the same kind of, you know, work stresses or, um, you know, responsibilities, I guess, in certain ways that you feel weighed down by. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like, yeah, it's just really invigorating to be around that kind of, you know, enthusiasm and lightness. Um, and it makes thing, me feel younger. <laughs> and one thing I quite like about it um, is that, you know, if I hadn't had all the exposure that I do to, you know, younger people, I would still be stuck listening to R.A.M. <laughs> um, what? Uh, I'm sorry. Is there a problem with that? Like, uh, no, what's wrong no, no, with that? no. It's great. It's great. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Madonna, you know, your rhythmics, which we'll be playing later, actually. Because um, we get to choose the music <laughs> <laughs> and we're old. Yeah. And, you know, Tracy Chapman. So those are the things I was listening to and still continue to listen to. So it's great to have exposure to people who um, have different ideas and different concepts of what good music is um, and to be exposed to, to what's going on at on the scene at the moment in terms of music so you know yeah absolutely look I think there's benefits both ways and that's why when we rap we're going to be playing you both Justin Bieber and you though you're with me (laughs) there you go (laughs) okay I I yeah Justin Bieber awesome um (laughs) so we just got um a a text from someone um called Andy who said that his ex-boyfriend was 73 and he was 33 and they never had any problems only love and they complemented each other perfectly see so it does work and it can work um and thank you Andy for for texting in and telling us that which actually leads us to our dear dystopical question um which is um you know it's the agony aunt column that we usually have on our show uh the question is i have a much older partner who isn't interested in a lot of things that my friends are and vice versa what do i do and this isn't necessarily about shared interests with each other it's shared interests with the social groups isn't it it's the friends oh yeah well that's a tough one because you kind of want your friends to get along with your partner you do and, and there, there's quite a lot of pressure around that as well but um surely there are things that you can find that are of common interest if it's not music then it must be you know movies or theater or books or just having a chat cooking each other a meal yeah you know and and also look i think um as long as you're polite to each other's friends and friendly to each other's friends i think sometimes too much 
emphasis is placed on, you know, life merging. Mm. Um, you don't actually have to do everything together. I think that's a bit of a fairy tale. And I don't actually think it's necessarily that healthy. I think it's important for people to have their own lives. So, you know, if you don't, if you know, if you're not age compatible or interest compatible with each other's friends, you can at least mutually respect the fact that you will care about the same person. Yeah. Um, and, and then I don't see what the problem is. Well, that's a nice way to end that, I think. All right. So um, on next week's show, we are talking about the best of lesbian films. We have um, a... Award-winning. Award-winning now, now, yes. Um, An avid, um, you know, film... Well, I guess she's a writer. She's a director. Um, and um, obsessive watcher of, of an obsessive watcher <laughs> of and, criti- and cri- critic of um, lesbian films. So we'll have her on the show talking about what she thinks. Um, and up next is TJ and Keza. They've got a two-hour feature on. Um, they're looking at the Soundwave, which is apparently a metal festival, not something I know much about. I didn't know and that. because we're almost out of time, we've got to choose between Justin Bieber and a remix of Sweet Dream by Eurythmics. I'll, I'll let you pick. Okay. Given my, my advanced years, I'll, I'll go with... I'm going to do it. Justin Bieber. Oh, nice pick. Good night, everyone. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.